Hi, everyone. I'm Brian Kilmeade, and I'm here with America's Wealth Coach, Coach Pete Deruda. Coach Pete, any tricks or, I don't know, techniques to pay my house off early or anyone can use these <laughs> techniques or tricks to do the same thing? Yeah, and I've done this myself. I mean, it's, it's no fun paying that mortgage payment. It is a lot of fun if you pay a little bit extra every month. Take whatever your mortgage payment is per month. Let's say you have a $1,000 payment. Divide it by 12 and then send that extra money in with your original payment every single month and tell them to put that extra payment right towards principal. You'll take a 30-year mortgage and you'll knock it down to about 23 so if you want to get Coach Pete's plan, I want you to call 800-837-7393 or text Brian, my name, B-R-I-N, to 600-700. That's Brian to 600-700. Thanks, Coach. Take care, Brian. Welcome into the Invest Well Show. I'm your host, Michael Wall. Listen, on the road this week, hanging out with my buddy, Coach Pete, great financial advisor, terrific firm, helping families research Triangle and beyond. We're going to talk this week about one of the top challenges that wealthy investors face. This is big. Don't miss it today on the Invest Well Show. Welcome in to the Invest Well Show with Michael Wall. All right, guys, here we are. Invest Well Show on the road, as I mentioned, going to be a great one. Hanging with a buddy. Listen, you know, it's all life is all about who you connect with. And uh, that's a big part of life. And I know in the financial industry, sometimes over the years, you may not know, wearing my other hats, U.S. private wealth, wall private wealth, some of the consulting we've done, we've been in a place where it can be kind of a lonely world in some aspects because you're trying to kind of create and carve ideas that are adding value to people. And when you're carving and, and moving into new territory that nobody's at, it's kind of a lonely road sometimes. Well, there's a guy that I've connected with over the years, and we've really connected well uh, over the years, done a great job in his space, helping families, teaching, coaching, got a great communications company. He's been a great advisor, got a great team, Coach Pete, and I've asked him to join me on the road. Just so happens to be in his studios, but we're having a good time on the road in the studio. So, Coach? It's the Mike thanks, Wall Road Show, isn't thanks it? Thanks for joining it, baby. We're having a good time. You're, you're not really on the road. You're in the air. <laughs> in the, the air, show. on the road. But, you know, you did a great job picking us up, uh, pulling out of the the uh, term, tarmat, or however you call that today. Yeah, so, I appreciate tarmac. that. Good it's job. Fun. Tarmat. Mac. Uh, I got a, I got a question though, coach, you know, I want to ask you, cause I see this a lot. So you're in a place where you've seen a lot of wealthy people over your life, right? Over the course of your life, spend money, do money, buy things, whatever. And if I had to say from your perspective, what do you think some of the challenges are that they're seeing? Wealthy people have yeah. the same challenge as anybody else does, and, yeah. but they're multiplied many times. Taxes, a gigantic challenge. Big. How am I going to leave my money to my family and make sure my family doesn't blow it within a year, like happened with the Vanderbilts for the most part? Yep. You talk about how, how many grandkids the Vanderbilts left the money to and, and how many still have money now. It's it's a it's a small number. That's so exactly taxation, right. leaving the money the right way, and making sure that you stay out of trouble are the three big things for people with, with wealth. I agree. And I got to tell you, that's one of the reasons that I wanted to call this show the top challenges of wealthy investors, because a lot of times I think, you know, when you think about wealth, when you think about growing wealth over the years, the often first thought for many, many people is I got to grow my money. I got to grow my wealth. I got to grow, 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 grow. And I think when you actually step back and you say, okay, timeout, we do a lot of things when, when our team at Wall Private Wealth is consulting with a family, multifamily office structure, we're consulting with wealthy families that have sold businesses or maybe athletes or other folks that we're working with. And we're in a place where we're sitting down, having a conversation. One of the things that I think is so crucial that you got to think about is the idea of looking at your money, looking at your investments, looking at your wealth in relation to the fact that you are the CEO of a company. Yeah. 
Now, why is that important? Because when you're a CEO of a company, you're responsible with what happens with that company. Coach, it's, it's funny. You know, if somebody, if a company, AT&T or Verizon or whoever else has an issue, right? They're not calling the CFO and saying, hey, we need you to come out and do a press conference. They want to talk to the CEO, don't they? Yes, they sure do. All the time. Right. And so at the end of the day, you say, okay, if I start to look at my investments as though I am the CEO, now I'm responsible, even though there's different departments, you got the HR, you got the marketing, you got all these kinds of department sales, but you're responsible for every side. It's a lot of weight. And I think when you take a look at the reality of just growth, 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 you're yeah. missing out on the fact that the biggest challenge is tax mitigation. Yeah, keeping what you have. It, and it's so huge. The, the most important person to the CEO is the CFO many times. That's exactly right. Chief financial officer. Yep. And so most uh, most people don't uh, realize that when they, they need to take that same business approach to their personal net worth, especially if they're over 2 or $3 million and up. Yeah. You need your own personal CFO. Yeah, it's important. I mean, we just sat down. You know, there's a, there's a family coming to the office actually next week, third appointment, about $36 million, having a conversation around not only protecting the wealth, but also the idea of how do we mitigate this taxation long term, not just now, but long term. It is the biggest downdraft on your wealth, and it's so important. So when you take a look at this, let's talk about some specifics as far as what we can share over the airwaves, because, hey, everybody, remember, just because you're hearing it doesn't necessarily mean it's right for you. It's the idea of, and I remember this, Coach, you've done a lot of national media. I've done national media, Fox, CNBC, Bloomberg in the past, other things. It amazes me when people literally sit down and hear shows, radio shows like this, TV shows, media shows. And they're like, wow, I heard this guy. I heard this girl talking about this idea. I'm going to go do that. I think it's great. And the question is, wait, time out. Has that person ever met you? <laughs> Has that person ever sat down with you? They Do they know your financial situation? And I, I think even more importantly, who are they? What is their background? What is their story? Who do they work with? <clears throat> and you know, Coach, what happens is there's a lot of great, I think, financial people out there in this space wanting to share ideas and thoughts, but it, sometimes it's misguided because they're limited in the knowledge of what they know. Why? Because a lot of financial companies, a lot of tax companies, are built from the premise of growing and growing and growing, not from the premise necessarily of adding value first. And I think that's big, Coach. People are missing it. Well, growth is good. And once you have growth, you need to preserve and protect it. Yeah. And protect it from where? Protect it from uh, market fluctuations and also yeah. the tax man. Those are the two big ones. And then liability, uh, litigation, those things. So you have to have that all together and you have to deal with a team that understands all these different things that could happen wrong to what you already have done right. And so here's what I want to tell you right now. We're going to take a quick pause, but before we do that, I want to challenge you to think about the idea of saying, where am I at right now? Maybe you're a high income earner. Maybe you're making a million, two million, five million, ten million dollars a year. We see these folks all the time as we're consulting at Wall Private Wealth, the other hats that we're wearing. It's something that we've been able to help people save significant dollars in taxes because of some strategy that we're helping consult them on. Here's what you should be looking at. Think about, potentially walk into and determine what may or may not be appropriate. So number one, if you're in a place where you're a high income earner, think about this. Are you paying too much money in taxes? Number two, you have significant wealth. You've sold a piece of real estate. you got capital gains taxes. You're in a, in a situation where you want to say, hey, I'd like to mitigate my taxes or I want to sell this property. I don't want to keep managing it anymore, but I don't, want to, I don't want to sell it and pay all the capital gains. Is there strategy? So listen, it's so important. Easy way to find out how you can learn more about your situation. Thomas, tell them how they can learn more. It's very easy. Just text the keyword wealth to 600-700. That's wealth to 600-700. 
Awesome. There you go. It's not that complicated. Wealth, if you can spell W-E-A-L-T-H, coach, <laughs> it's a good, to 600-700. Not easy, uh, to, not hard to do, easy to remember, all that stuff. Listen, so let's talk about the idea of mitigating income taxes. Why is that important and your ordinary income? All right, I want to talk about this for a minute. So you go out January 1, you're excited about the year. You work for a company, you're an entrepreneur, you've built something, you're building your credibility, you spend all the time, energy, and effort to finally get to the place where you're making a million dollars a year, $2 million a year, $3 million a year, $10 million a year. How about this? I had a guy that we ended up working with over the years. He was literally a luxury builder on the island, finishing some people. Remember that old old show called Rocky? Yeah. Yeah. Finished his house, several other homes. And he's in a place where- Tulsa he, King now. Yeah. He's making <laughs> he's making a, a lot of money. And he's like, what should I do? What can I do? His original CPA says, I'll tell you what, why don't you go buy some real estate buildings, commercial buildings? He's like, I don't want to buy commercial building. Is that a strategy? Yes, it works, but it is right for you. So when you take a look at your situation, you've spent time, you've worked, you've worked, you've built, you have success. And now you're in a place where you're excited finally. You, you kind of feel like the plane's going in the air, coach. You're breaking through the clouds, you see the free open space, and you feel some massive weight pulling the plane down. That's called taxes. I'm not saying you're not going to pay any taxes at all. That's not the point here. The point is trying to mitigate and reduce them. We call that financial gravity. It's always <laughs> pulling you down. So you got to get out of that gravitational field. Yeah. And if you don't, you're like everybody else for the most part. You're taking that advice. Again, your CPA tells you to put more money in a SAP or maximize your 401k. Exactly. All that is doing, though, is maximizing your future tax bill. Yeah. Because that money builds tax deferred and you put it away tax free. So when you take it out, it's all taxable. That's exactly right. So all right. you're doing there is creating a bigger tax time bomb. You have better solutions than that. Well, it is. And so when you think about that, that's why you have to really look at all of them. And you, when you take a look at Section 178 of the IRS Code, that's strategy that's been enacted. It's been changed and, and codified a little bit over the years years. It's been changed through uh, even the omnibus bill, by the way, coach, that was passed in the end of 2022. But there's still significant strategy where you can uh, potentially reduce 20, 30% of your taxation bill. If you're a private family, by the way, it opens the door for other strategies. Isn't it interesting that wealthy families, certain strategies and plans that are available to them often are exempt for them, but the general population, it's like, what strategy? I'd never heard of that strategy before because you don't have enough money. <laughs> so explain yeah, explain the exempt part then to me, the exempt part. Yeah, so now we're in a place where we got, we're getting ready to run up to a radio break, but I'll do my best and then we'll come back and talk about it a little bit later to kind of dive into that. But, you know, one of the things that I talk about when you take a look at the exempt part, what happens is if you're a private family, right? You can literally be in a place where, uh, let's say you have uh, a $50 million net worth, just right. as an example. Yep. Let's say the patriarch is making, you know, $2 million, $3 million, $5 million a year. Let's say the kids are making a million or $2 million a year, and you want to buy a tax deduction or, or an opportunity where you can conserve, preserve, and, and some land, and you want to buy that and give you the opportunity to potentially participate in a tax deduction, you can buy it through your family. It is not a uh, syndicated deal. There's no filing. There's no reporting. It's strictly a K-1 loss that shows up. It can actually deduct up to 50%, coach, of your ordinary income. And if you don't use it all this year, you can literally carry it forward for 15 years. Now, what's interesting is 
that opportunity is only available for exemption and all of those things for wealthy families and for families directly. Now, there's some parameters around that. Land has to be owned for a period of time. Uh, you have to, you know, obviously qualify with all the details, but it's it's available when it's designed correctly. I think that's too important to ignore. I think we should spend a whole segment on this. Yeah, let's come talk back. About Why it. don't we do this? But you want to give your uh, your text code out one more time? People yeah, can reach you. Thomas, let's do that because okay. you know you remember it so much better than I. You say it so eloquently. <laughs> so tell us where where can they go to connect? You're too kind. All you have to do is contact us by texting the keyword wealth to 600-700. That's wealth to 600-700. Awesome. Hey, stay tuned. We're going to talk next segment on how do you unpack this family exemption. You got a lot of money, got a lot of wealth. Stay tuned. You're going to hear more. The arrival of your children was dreamlike. The arrival of the credit card bill after you bought them new clothes was cold reality. Now is the time to save. The Kids Everywhere Seasonal Children's Consignment Extravaganza is open to the public March 11th at South Hills Mall and Plaza in Raleigh. There will be a half-off sale on March 17th and a 75% off sale on March 19th. Find incredible deals on high-quality, gently-used children's clothing, toys, educational materials, infant equipment, nursery furniture, and more from over 1,200 consigners. You, too, can consign. Volunteer, and you get to shop first. Pregnant moms, first-time moms of children under one, and grandparents take part in a special preview sale. Five $25 and $50 tickets get you in to work the pre-sale for first dibs. To consign or to pick a volunteer time slot to work at the sale in order to shop first or for further details, visit kidseverywhere.com. That's kidseverywear.com. Well, welcome back into the Invest Well Show. Coach Pete right here. We've got Thomas Lipscomb on the other side of the mirror there, the other side of the, the wall. The it's wall. a glass wall. Lean on it, baby. He's working the board. But we've got the, the most important guest today is, uh, is is a host of the show. His name is Michael Wall. And he happens to be here in North Carolina this week talking to Coach Pete and the team. He's also talking to you guys about ways to, to structure your money so you can keep more of it and share less with people you don't want to. Michael, yeah, you no, take the rest you, of that. You, you nailed it, Pete. I should just give you the mic and uh, <laughs> drop my mic or something like that. No, it's so important. You know, last show we kind of ended with the idea of talking about some advanced stra- strategy, Section 170H, and in particular, exempt strategy for wealthy families. So tune in here for a minute. If you're in a place where you have significant wealth, what does that look like? And I know the word significant means different things to different people. So let's let's classify what that means and, and kind of quantify it a little bit, right? We're talking about the idea of if you have at least 15 million or so or more of wealth uh, and you're in a situation also where you're earning income this year. Now, some of this has to do with wealth transfer. There's some other strategy there. Talking about wealth tra- transfer, if you're in a place where you got a 50, 75, $100 million, you know, estate or more. There's some wealth transfer ideas. We're going to talk about that a little bit later in the show. So you you want to hang around and miss that. But we're talking now specifically about mitigating taxes. So let's say you're in a place where you have some wealth, but you also are making some good income. And you're in a place where you are going to pay a lot of taxes over the course of the next year, two years, three years, four years, five years, whatever. What can you do? Well, there's the opportunity where you can literally through section 170H buy and preserve uh, ground and and from that the IRS 
uh, in the code gives you the ad- advantage or the opportunity really to uh, save in taxes. Now, it's, it's, it's commonly known as a conservation easement or a land preservation, land easement tool. And there's so many types out there, Coach. I'll tell you, there's, there's some that are good, some that are bad. I've been involved in this space myself for some time now and have been involved in helping families through consulting and, and kind of trying to determine what is or isn't right. Our team does that through Wall Private Wealth and has done a great job with that. But it's so important to say not every deal is created equal, number one. And number two, each family's need is going to be a little bit different uh, one-to-one as well. It looked like you had a question or you just had a big yawn. You wanted to take some air. And no, I don't no, know, but no, either no, way, no, you, when you said No, when you said that, there's good, bad, and ugly. And so yeah. I was going to ask you, of, and you've been around this space for a while now, because yeah. I've talked to you about this uh, off-air many times about yep. tax sheltering strategies yep. and, and the easement arena. And there's some good ones and bad ones. And unfortunately, what and it's a good thing, the media features the bad ones. And yeah. it's a good thing because it warns people about the bad ones. But unfortunately, yeah, there's a phrase about the baby getting thrown out with the bath water. Yeah. There's some good ones as well, but on, many times they get lost in the minutia of the bad ones. So let's talk well, about what separates a good from a bad. I think before you even get to that, I think okay. what's so important to think about, Coach, is why does some of the bad stuff get out there? Yep. You know, as you know, I've coached a bunch, almost 120 advisors in the country on planning, process, how to improve and how to add more value to families along the way, right? You know that. We've known each other for, gosh, what, 15 years almost. It's been a long time. So when you think about these things, I think one of the reasons that the you say, how does this stuff even get to market, the bad stuff? How does it even get to market? Well, it gets to market primarily through the lens of greed. That's number one. And you have advisors or tax folks or people consulting or whatever you want to call yourself. You're in a place where you're literally approaching clients, consumers, families, and you're offering opportunities that are not value centered at the core. They're commission centered. They're financially incentivized for you. Hey, what's in it for me? W-I-I-F-M. What's in it for me, baby? Well, it's valuable for the salesman, but not for the client. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly right. So that's how this stuff makes it to market initially. And I think that's so important. I mean, it's just like, I mean, we talk about it all the time. We talk about it off air. It's the idea of a consumer, somebody, as you're listening to this out there, if you've had a bad experience with a doctor, you're not just going to not go to doctors anymore. You're going to be like, you know what? That guy, that girl, I'm not going to go to them anymore. And I'm going to find another one, hopefully. Uh, you know, oh, I got cancer. I had a bad doctor. I'm not going to, I'm just going to stay at home. I'm just going to, Pete, I'm just going to sit at home and not do anything. Well, I'm going to sit at home and I'm going to Google myself and I'm going <laughs> to make sure to work out myself well, everything. Way. Hey, listen, everything on Google is true. You know that. We all know this. So let's just, let's just get that right out in the open. Facetious. <laughs> exactly. Do or do not, there is no try Google. I don't know. It's something, something like that. False. But anyways, <laughs> all that to be said. So now we're in a place where that's how these things make it to market. So I think as a consumer, and I'll never forget this, you know, we talked about reading articles and obviously I've contributed, you have as well, uh, Wall Street Journal, USA Today, Smart Money, Forbes, all of these articles. And I always prefaced things with the idea of always try and understand who is the person positioning these things to you. And what is their story? What is their background? What is their history? I know I said that earlier in a previous segment, but I'm repeating it because it is very, very, very important. Listen, you've worked your entire life or someone else has worked their entire life to then give you the monies via, you know, transfer, estate and inheritance. Somebody's worked hard for what you have. Most people with wealth haven't gotten it just from winning the lottery. And the reason that, that that wealth doesn't transfer, Coach, is they typically lose it all. Yeah. Easy come, easy go. That's easy phrase. come, easy right. go. Right. But so, if you work hard and earn it, 
you're, you're a lot less likely to lose it real quick because you know what went into earning that money. That's exactly right. So when you take a look at it and, and you really think through what that means, now we say, okay, we're in a place where we understand how the bad product, how the bad opportunities get to market. Okay, it's greed-driven. We get that. Now that we know that we're not going to throw the baby out with the bathwater, we say, okay, let's think about what is some of the quality in there. You know, there's 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 a lot and a lot a lot of pages. That's probably bad English, but I'm not I'm never been an English major. I never claimed to be one either, Mike. People know that. I, I, I invented a word on the show a few years ago. People love it. Gratisfaction. They want immediate ah, satisfaction and gratitude. I like, I like at the same gratisfaction. Time. gratisfaction. It's not in Webster's yet. If it was, they'd already change the definition it's anyway. They'd probably change it anyways. So so now you're in a place where you hey, good product. What does it look like? Okay, families yep. are in a place where they're saying, I want to mitigate taxes, and here's the simplistics of it. You're in a place where you can essentially buy through the right structure a tax deduction. So let's say you're in a place where you got a $20 million tax bill, or, or you know that you're going to have a $20 million tax bill coming up over the course of the next year, two years, three Sounds years. like fun for somebody. Yeah, it's great for somebody that we know. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Sam, our great uncle, he loves those conversations. But we can, we can put ourselves in a place that through strategy, we can invest into things that can potentially give us the ability to have significant deduction. Now, why does that matter? It matters because our goal is to be in a place where we're saying, okay, you know what? We want to make sure that this legacy is passed on. We want to make sure the stewardship around the wealth that's been placed in our hands is then continued on down to the next generations to the best of our ability. We talked about this. I was talking to somebody the other day about this, the idea of stewardship. And I said, hey, you know, you're in a place where I think it was this morning we were flying over. We were, we were talking about um, a great, great buddy of ours, AJ, great attorney in uh, the Palm Beach area. And we were talking about the idea of stewardship and the fact that sometimes we just don't know what to do. And so we're kind of not sure where to go. But now we're in a place where when we find out what to do, now we're accountable. We have the idea. And if we know that there's strategy that can significantly reduce our taxes and help that transition to actually create more wealth in the transfer than less, now we're accountable to say, I need to sit down and really specifically look at our situation, determine what's appropriate for me. How can I apply? How can I connect? Thomas, what do they need to do? It's very easy. All you have to do is take out your phone and text that keyword wealth to 600-700. That's wealth to 600-700. When you watch one of these sporting events and a team is, uh, they have a lead and all of a sudden they start to lose the lead and uh, the other team starts coming back and then the, the momentum starts to build for the other team. Yeah. You'll see some of the coaches will stand up, especially basketball games, see the coach explode off the bench and say for a timeout because he wants to slow that momentum so they can so they can get them back where they were and they can understand how they were rushing things because, you know, yep. when, when pressure of life Get takes back over. back to the basics. Especially if we're talking about like April 14th and you haven't done any tax planning yet. Yeah. That's when the stuff really speeds up. And it's important to take that time out ahead of time and work with a team that understands taxation and how you can shelter legally millions and millions of dollars. And it's amazing to me how many professionals that we've worked with that have professionals that they're working with, large CPA firms. I mean, some of the top in the country. We literally have coached CPA firms, top 100 firms in the country on strategy. It amazes me how they're in a situation. Somebody says, well, I got a CPA, I'm good. Well, just because you have a CPA doesn't mean you're utilizing all the strategy. doesn't mean they're a bad person. They're spending a lot of time filing taxes, doing audits, taking care of what they need to take care of your day-to-day, and they don't often have times, even if they have different divisions, to really find some of these strategies. Well, let's say you have a dentist. Everybody has a dentist, and you uh, play basketball, and somebody elbows you, and you lose a front tooth. 
you say, well, I'm going to go to my dentist. He's fine. I've got a dentist. He'll, he'll, he'll work it. He'll work it. He'll make sure it's fine. But a lot of dentists, when you go there, they'll refer you to an endodontist or something like yeah, that, a specialist. Exactly. And same thing with taxation. CPA yep. doesn't mean that they know this advanced tax planning strategies because they don't work around it every single day. No, they don't. And, and, and so that often is the case. You know, somebody's in a place where they grow their wealth, they, they have more wealth, and they're in a place maybe that they've never been at before. They sell a business. And that CPA they've been with for 20 years might be a great person, but they may yep. not have the strategy. That's why you want to text. If you got a question about whether or not this applies to you, and it may not, and that's okay. But if it does, text the word wealth. By the way, it's W-E-A-L-T-H. I know it's a big word. The 600-700 to learn more. Our team will connect, give you some ideas, and really have a conversation about what it looks like as to whether or not these strategies are right for you. Listen, on the next segment, we're going to talk about the idea of transferring from an estate perspective. What are some of the things you need to watch out for and why it's important for you to pay attention to them? So again, we need to take that time out. We need to make sure we're doing the right thing. Yeah. And so when we come back, let's, let's, let's tell people what we're talking about on the next segment. We've got about a minute left. Let's, let's tell them what, yeah, how I mean, it's important to stay I think, we're, I think we're going to jump right into the wealth idea, the transition idea, Pete. Oh, transition to wealth. The I, wealth I th- transition, very important. I think we keep talking about that because this is something that we're going to see. We've got the baby boomer generation, you know, used to be the largest generation in the country with the most money. They're in the process in the next 5 to 10 to 15 years where that wealth transition is going to happen. And if it doesn't happen well, it's going to be a wealth depletion, not a wealth transition. So we'll tell you how to eliminate, exterminate, and identify some of the financial termites that exist out there. That's taxation, maybe too much in fees, those kind of things. We'll talk about that and much more when we come right back at the Invest Wealth Show. Welcome to the jungle. Are you ready for the financial safari that is retirement? Coach Pete DeRuta and his team at Capital Financial can guide you over the mountains and through the woods of retirement. Check out FinancialSafari.com for the latest shows and A-list guest interviews. If you have a question for Coach Pete and the team at Capital Financial, go to FinancialSafari.com. Click on the Ask a Question button and your question along with your voice may be used in an upcoming episode of Financial Safari. Financial Safari is available on iHeartRadio, Amazon Alexa, Google Home, and Apple HomePod. Are you ready for retirement? Check out FinancialSafari.com. All right, welcome back to the Invest Wealth Show. We're talking with a good buddy, Coach Pete. We're on the road here in North Carolina doing a show talking about wealth. Listen, if you missed the last couple segments, well, you missed out. So you're going to have to make sure that you get backed out in Invest Wealth Shows where you can find that. But I got to tell you, we, we're going to talk this segment of the show specifically. And I want you to perk up if you got this situation. Either you or someone you know. It sounds before like, but wait, there's more. No, in all all reality, you or someone you know is in a place where you got significant wealth. 50, 75, 100, 200, 500 million. I know you may say, well, I don't have that. Yeah, but some people do. Some families do. And they're in a place where they are not prepared well to transition. I'll tell you, Coach, it's interesting to me, and we got a special guest joining us, by the way, on this segment, Andrew Beloy. He's, he's an attorney. He's done a great job. He's done a lot of work in, in estate and tax and mitigation in the past. He's done some other things even now. Great, great guy. He's joined us, flew all the way. He actually ran up here from Florida. It was really cool. <laughs> and actually, he joined me in the plane. A lot of fun. Anyways, it's something that's so important 
I tell you, Coach, people are in a place where they can kind of be set in their ways. We were talking on the way over here. You picked this up from the airport, the idea that, you know, that cement truck has to kind of spin <laughs> and spin and spin. And we were talking about what it looked like back in the day before they realized that that was the case and how many times Johnny lost a load of cement because he put it in the back of a pickup truck. Well, it was a great invention to have that thing that's, <laughs> that keeps the cement moving because if you let the concrete stay still, yeah. it, it hardens. Yeah. And so, yeah, we, we joked that maybe they used to pull it into a pull it in with a dump truck. And by the time they got to the construction site, it was all frozen solid. So Where's Johnny? He's, he's, he's down in the cement. I don't know where he's at well, anymore. Yeah, I don't know if you follow the internet too much, but that's a Mr. George type episode. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly right. And so people Inside can get joke. set in their ways, I guess is what I'm saying. Yep. Yeah. And, and so that's the point. So when you take a look at your estate plan, you know, I think a lot of times people, number one, one of two things, really, let's just kind of carve it this way. The first side is you're in a place where you've created a pretty comprehensive plan. That's, a, that's option one. Now, I'm not saying there's not still additional strategy because the laws change every year. I'm not saying there's not additional strategy that you can kind of add on to the plan, but that's number one. You've, you've created a comprehensive trust, a network of trusts, maybe you have a foundation, uh, you know, or whatever it may be to mitigate and transition what that wealth looks like as it's transitioned. Now, obviously, there's a there's the underlying kind of termite you talked about last show, uh, Coach, which is the idea of what are the fees that are being charged to manage the money inside of the trust, and what are the actual investments inside of that trust as well. Those are things that for another conversation. Right. But when you take a look at it, you got option one, somebody that's taken some time. Maybe you're listening to this as you're running on the treadmill or walking your dog or whatever it is, and you're in a place where you know that your family has done a great job with complex structure to create and set up trust, network, foundations, et cetera. Option two is you literally have people that have done nothing, right? Yeah. Maybe they even maybe they don't even have a will, Pete. I mean, they're in a place where like, how in the world, you know, like not even I'm not talking about a living will, I'm talking about anything, right? Yeah. A yep. will, living will, power of power of attorney, POA. And it, it's it's not PMA, by the way. I'm talking about positive mental attitude. That's always good. <laughs> I'm talking about power of attorney. You haven't done even the basics. Yeah. And what happens is, is you're gonna be you're gonna be set up for failure because you got set in your ways. Or you're gonna do it tomorrow. Which yeah. uh, that's the common phrase. That's procrastination, yeah. right? Do it yeah. tomorrow and then tomorrow doesn't come or things change between today and tomorrow and then you can't make the changes. We always used to talk about life insurance back in the day. What's the oh, best yeah. time to buy it? Well, Yesterday. the day right before you died. <laughs> well, yeah. But how do, you, that. how do you know when that happens? So Andrew's joining us here, an attorney. And I'd like you to weigh in, Andrew, because you've seen a lot of kind of mistakes with wealthy families over the years. What are you seeing? I mean, what are people not doing and why are they not doing it? Uh, thank you guys uh, so much for having me on this uh, podcast. You know, it, there's there's a lot that goes on. And obviously, radio show. when a radio show, <laughs> <laughs> you, you might listen on podcast, yeah, 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 moving yeah, up, you know, yeah. and, uh, you know, obviously the laws are different in different states. Uh, so always consult your attorney in your state that, you, that you're in. Um, but now, you know, I've been primarily focused on business litigation, high net worth uh, individuals, as well as, uh, you know, rather large companies, law firms, medical practices. And the foundation of all those uh, businesses is always a partnership agreement, an operator agreement. You know, you are invested in your company. Mm -hmm. So then you should also be invested in the beneficiaries who are going to reap the benefits of your wealth. Yeah. And that comes down to estate planning, right? Yeah. So everyone thinks that, oh, okay, if I get a will, then I'm good. No. If you get a will, you're going to end up in probate. If you end up in probate, that's the court getting involved. If the court gets involved, that means the state's involved. If the state 
involved, you're losing money. Yeah. And you also Because you're going you're gonna to pay attorneys. By the way, every six minutes, that, that timer goes, right? Oh, I mean, yeah. They're billing point you. One, and point bill, one. Ding, ding. Oh, it's 5.59. Hey, talk to, say three more words to him so we can bill a little uh, more, right? Yeah. Exactly. And, and you know, you want to, just like you try to save money not paying in taxes, then why are you going to give it back to yeah. uh, the government or attorneys when you could also just do a trust administration? Uh, you have a trust. Uh, trust. It goes a pour over will that will pour everything over into a trust. And it's important to make sure that even if you have that done, you always have to update it and consult with your estate yeah. planning attorneys because the laws change all the time. And, and you know, it's, it's, you talked about before working with businesses, large companies, and that's one of the reasons that our team wearing the other hats, everybody, by the way, Wall Private Wealth and all the other companies are in a place where we talk to families about the idea of looking at their wealth through the lens of them being the CEO. There's a lot of complex structure that goes into what you're doing. And I think what happens, Andrew, a lot of times, and, and Coach, you've seen this. You've built a great company, successful brand, and all that thing as well. You know, what happens a lot of times, I, th I think people forget all of the work and energy that they have put in for years and years and years and years. I often wonder, Coach, I love your thoughts on this. I often wonder if people are in a place where they're kind of tapped out. Mentally, emotionally, they're in a place, you know, I've worked hard. I put all this effort in for 30, 40, 50, whatever years, and I'm just tired. Like, I just want to have my wealth. I want to do my thing. I want to have my cake and eat it too. I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want to talk to attorneys. I don't want to talk to financial people. I haven't felt comfortable with people I've been able to trust over the years. I've been burned by this person, burned by that person. So they get closed off to the reality that there's actually good people out there, right? good ideas out there, good strategy out there, and they kinda, they're kind of sitting on the mat of life and they're kind of quit. What do you think? Yeah, that, that happens. I mean, life takes over, and then before we realize it, we should have done something a long time ago. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so the time to do something, is, it's action. Have some action, and when, when you can have positive results from the action that you've been delaying, then you're mad at yourself for not taking that action sooner. Well, and I think I think a great thing to think about, and, and Andrew, I'd love your thoughts. And by the way, if you got questions around this stuff, you're not sure what to do, Thomas, where do they go? It's very easy. Just text the keyword WEALTH to 600-700. That's WEALTH to 600-700, and you'll receive a text back with more information about how to engage uh, further. Yeah, so real simple, WEALTH to 600-700. Andrew, I, I just want to get your, your thoughts here as well about the idea of um, – you know, the process of transfer, not not the intricacies, but why should people not be afraid of this process? I'll be honest with you. If people are in a place where they have not dealt with attorneys a lot of times, or even financial people for that matter, they feel like, and tax folks, they feel like they're walking into an environment that they don't really understand because it is really its own language in a lot of ways. Legal, financial, tax. Of course, yep. And so they're walking into an environment um, kind of vulnerable. You know, they're kind of financially getting naked in front of people and they're like, I don't want to do that. I don't like, I don't like the way it feels, but I kind of preface the idea or thought of, of saying, okay, let's think about this. Let's say you're 70 years old. Let's say you're 60 years old. Let's say you're 80 years old and you're sitting on some significant wealth. Let's say you had the ability to fast forward 50 years from now mm -hmm. and you did no planning. And you were in a place where you had $100 million, and your planning wasn't up to date. You had an attorney that drafted trust for you five years ago, but things have changed. They haven't been updated. And all of a sudden, you find out that that $100 million that you have saved and accumulated 
only 70 of it actually made its way to your family. And when the 70 of it made its way to their family, because a lot of that went to money, $30 million went in taxes or more, really. But when 70 of it went to your family, you then found out that the grandkids blew it all, spent it all, and over a two-year period of time after transition, after you passed away, you were able to kind of have a bird's eye view. You realized that that $100 million, what was left in the coffers of your family was 30 or $40 million. Yeah. How would that make you feel? And I think you got to start thinking that way because that's real. And so one of the things that I want to challenge you to do is if you're listening to this and you're not sure if your trust set up correctly, I think one of the things that we've seen with our team, again, wearing the other hats through all private wealth as we consult kind of as a private family structure, it's really multifamily structure if you want to be honest, we've done a great job of sitting down and helping navigate as the CFO. Uh, the team's done a great job there and looking at every aspect from wealth to tax to estate uh, and all the other things that are necessary, risk mitigation in a variety of different ways. Thomas, if they have questions, they're on the treadmill, they almost fell off, but they didn't right now as they're listening to this, where do they go to learn more about how they can learn more? There you go. It's very easy. Just take out your phone and text that keyword wealth to 600-700, wealth to 600-700. And as you like to say, Michael, it's pretty easy to spell out W-E-A-L-T-H There you go. 600-700. It's close to wall, but it's not. It's it's close. You know, it's like close, but uh, close, but uh, far, you know, at the same so time. So close, yet so far. So far. What are we going to do so far? I don't know. It's so close. I can't see. Good from far, far from, oh, well, okay, we'll talk about something else. Anyway, Wait, Mike, well, we got a break coming up now, but when we, we come back. What are we going to talk about in the final I want to segment? talk about, you know, I love what Andrew said. He shared about the idea of fees, fiduciary. He didn't say fees, he said fiduciary. Right. So I want to talk about what does it look like with the infrastructure around your wealth that's actually being managed for wealthy families. We started out talking about taxes. We're going to finish talking about fees and management of wealth. That way you can maintain and sustain potentially through any economic time as we're going to move in some rough times. So we're going to talk about that on the Invest Well Show. Wealth to 600, 700, folks. variety of advisors with fresh financial advice each and every week. You can get it all at financialpizza.com. Listen to this week's podcast or catch up on past shows. Coach Pete dishes up the first slice with some really great advice. Next up, clips of some of the best financial advisors from across the country with their timely tips and insight that will guide you through your successful path to retirement. Finish it up with Steve Siddall and brokers behaving badly, and you have the makings of one great place for some of the best financial advice around. You can also custom build your own retirement session. All for you. Dig in. It's financialpizza.com. You are approaching the financial red zone and retirement. Everyone needs a game plan. A perfect place to start? Coach Pete Deruda. For more information on retirement planning, go to PeteOnDemand.com. This is a wonderful resource as you prepare for your golden years. Your retirement. Log on to PeteOnDemand.com. You will find a treasure trove of helpful information when it comes to planning for your retirement. PeteOnDemand.com. Any questions? Pete on demand.com. Welcome back into the Invest Well Show. I'm your host, Michael Wall, joined 
with extraordinary Coach Pete. Listen, a stud himself, good buddy of mine. We've been around and connected and grown. We've run the mile years and years and years for at least 15 years now, Coach. And I got to tell you, I'm looking way better than you are, so I'm glad that's working for me. <laughs> no, in all reality, we're doing a show on the road. We thought we'd come up here to North Carolina. Great guy and just catch up, uh, doing some great work, talking about a variety of different things. And I want to talk this segment on the InvestWell Show about the idea of uh, wealth. You know, we talked the last couple of segments about wealth transition, wealth transfer, mitigating taxes. Uh, we talked about the private family exemption and some of the things that are available there. So if you got some questions there around that, just head over to Wealth 600, 700. What does that mean? It's not a website. No, you text the word wealth, W-E-A-L-T-H, to 600, 700. How does that work? You might say, how in the world do you do these short codes, coach? I've never, I've heard this before. How does it work? Well, you, it's just like if you would put the person's name. You want to text Johnny, and you type in Johnny. And then down below in the messages, you type, hey, Johnny, it's been a while since I've seen you. So in that area where you'd put the person's name to, from, just like a, a message, the two part, <laughs> instead of putting Johnny in, you put 600, 700. And then down below in the message, you type the word wealth. I know it's probably not rocket science for us, science for you, but you know, at, at the end of the day, it may be your first time. So you got questions about wealth, go for it. There you go. We're, we're trying to retake the old mentality of, you remember when you only used to have to type in five digits to actually oh, dial out, yeah, and then yeah. it went up to seven, and now we're at 10. We're, we're trying to reduce <laughs> that again. Yeah. Thomas is doing a great job on the other side of the window. And I got to tell you, Thomas, we appreciate your production quality. Thank you, sir. Every single time, doing a great job. So coach, let's talk about some of the things in relation to investments and wealth in general. Uh, I think when you talk about managing wealth, you know, you, you want to make sure that you have the appropriate trust work. You want to make sure you have tax mitigation. But I think when you talk about how the money is actually being managed, you know, it's like it's like saying, hey, I need I need tires for my car. Well, yeah, we all do. <laughs> but the question is, what kind of tires are they? Are they are they plastic? Are they rubber? Are they quality? Are they are they good? Are, are they Pirelli? Are they Goodyear? I'm not promoting for anybody here, but I'm just saying, like, what type of tire is it? And oh, by the way, you're going to put a different tire on a Rolls Royce than you do a Ferrari. You're going to put a different tire on a Rolls Royce than you do a Chevy. Why? Well, I mean, if you don't know the answer to that, then you should probably go back to watching TV. All I'm saying <laughs> is it's very important to say if you have significant wealth, you think differently about how your money's managed. And, and Coach, we've seen this so much over the years. Yeah. Well, one of the things I know in life is there's two kind of mistakes there's mistakes you are aware of, yeah. and you know you're do, like, uh, I know I'm not supposed to be doing this, but I'll do it anyway. Financial blind spots. Yeah, and then there's ones that you don't know. Yeah. They're, they're blind spots. They're yeah. the financial termites, we yeah. call them, the, yeah. uh, the unnecessary taxation, mm -hmm. unnecessary fees and commissions many times people pay, and you don't know there's a better solution. And that's what I like about what you do at your firm is you show good tax savings solutions. Yeah, and and the wealth management the wealth side. Management which is, too. Yeah, which well, they is, all work together. They, 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 yeah. they all work together, mm -hmm. and that is the point of it all. And so what's happened a lot of times is, is if you can imagine, okay, so you're not going to be in a place, if you go to a nice restaurant, typically, unless you're doing some type of a farm to pay, table, new idea, venture, I don't know. But typically every nice restaurant you walk in and they have a menu, right? And at that menu, you're in a place where you order your steak or you order seafood if you're down in the Palm Beach area where we are, uh, based, if, or, or you're in a place where you order your wine, you order your appetizers, your dessert, you order it all from the same menu from the same restaurant. And what's happened, unfortunately, for wealthy families, 
And you said it earlier, they don't know what they want. A lot of people don't know what they want because they don't know what's available. And so what happens is they're like, okay, you know what? I've heard private equity is really good. I think I want to invest in private equity. So they try and find a firm that focuses on private equity, but they don't really know what to do in relation to private equity. They just know this firm and this firm and this firm offers it. What's good? What's bad? I, hey, I've heard real estate's really good. I've heard multifamily's hot right now. Let's invest in multifamily. Yeah, let me go do that. Let me find out. Let me get with my my buddies and, and we'll go invest in a property and they have no experience in development. You know what that reminds me of? Remember the Three Stooges? <laughs> yeah. When they were being chased by like some guys and then all of a sudden they, when they kept showing them that they, they open the door and they come out, they, they not, eventually they would be chasing the guys that were chasing them. Yeah. You know, it's like, <laughs> they're nobody all chasing really around. Knows. Yeah, it's a dog chasing his tail. It's a dog chasing his tail. Who's on first? That's right. Yeah. We don't, we don't want that in the financial world, especially when it could cost our family millions of dollars a year in taxation. And I think that's one of the reasons, you know, when you take a look at the structure, right? The structure of how firms set up. You know, as you know, Coach, we wear other hats, Wall Private Wealth, U.S. Private Wealth. The structure is set up in such a way that we operate, number one, as a multifamily office. What does that mean? That means a family comes in, they have wealth, several million dollars or more, and they're in a place where we're sitting down and we're having conversations. By the way, if you don't know, at those firms, the minimum is $1.5 million. Our private wealth, or really family office division, starts at $25 million. And then there's a pro athlete division. So those are kind of the three divisions of where you may land as you're listening to this. And a family comes in, we sit down and our team, really what they're doing, coach, is they're having a conversation around what are you doing now and why? And most people have been in the uh, the wheel of financial, the, the wheel of the financial world. These the, big house companies. The hamster wheel. The hamster wheel, <laughs> where everything is kind of the same. Yeah. They go from the company that's blue to the company that's red to the company that's yellow to the company that's white. And they say, there's really not a lot of difference here. Well, it's because the philosophy of Wall Street has been bled down through. And by the way, when you go to independent firms, just because you go to the, in, into an independent firm doesn't mean they have experience either. What really comes in, and we talked about this, I think, in the first segment, Coach, you know, I've been blessed to, to coach, really, over 120 advisors in the country on how they build value into adding value to their families, not only from wealth preservation, mitigation, taxation, growth, the whole thing. And when you take a look at these things, you have to say what has been the process that's been baked into where we are now. And so when a family comes in, they sit down, and our team is having that conversation, but then they're jumping into things like, what do you currently have and why? I got to tell you, it's amazing to me how many families don't really understand private equity or how it should be worked. Just because Johnny down the street selling it or offering it doesn't mean it's right for you. Are there capital calls? Are there no capital calls? Is there no debt in the companies that they're buying? What has the ROI typically been? What's the risk mitigation on this deal? How do you get out? There's a lot of different questions that you need to ask. So what we've strived to do and we have what we call a family office deck for families. What we've strived to do at Wall Private Wealth and U.S. Private Wealth, the other hats, is put together a structure that helps from an inclusive nature bring every aspect of the table for wealthy families. Now, again, there's a lot of advisors out there, Coach, and you know this, that they consider wealthy families one and a half, two, three million dollars. That's not our consideration. We got a family coming into the office literally next week that I personally will be involved with and our team is going to be involved with that has $36 million. We're sitting down, having a conversation about repositioning. And they lost $9 million last year. Mm. And that was the, bad the, year. the uh, horrible year. <laughs> but our, our, a lot of our families did really, really well. And so that was the impetus for him to say, I have to finally make a change. I got to do something different. 
I've worked hard. I built a company. I sold the company. And now I have this wealth and I'm in a place where I can't just put my head in the sand and say, you know what? It's going to come back. Johnny Advisor says, don't worry. It's going to come back. It's going to be okay. Well, is it? There's a lot of reports that coming up here. You know, when you're listening to this show, this is uh, the end of February. There's a lot of reports coming up here that's that's coming out that in the next couple of months, we could potentially see another 20 to 30% pullback in the markets. Now, that doesn't mean that you should just go run and put all your money in annuities. All those guys out there just selling annuities. I'm not suggesting you do that. There's real strategy that wealthy families are using. And unfortunately, a lot of independents and large firm structures, not that they're bad people, they're just in sometimes a broken system. Coach, are offering investment planning where really it's boilerplate. A, B, or C. Do you prefer A? Do you prefer B? Or do you prefer C? Instead of really being custom. Yeah, cookie cutter. Cookie cutter. Remember, a lot of people don't know what they want because they don't know what's available. And I'm telling you, if you're an expert in a particular space, maybe you've built a company, you've been very, very, very successful. My hat goes off to you because it's not easy to do in our culture today. You've broken through a lot of things. You've broken through a lot of barriers. You've pushed through challenging times. Maybe you're the CEO of a tech company. I don't know. I don't know where you are. Maybe you're an executive. But you're in a place where you've worked hard to get to where you are. And I got to tell you, if you don't slow down and press pause in your life right now and think about what you need to do and how you can do it differently, just because Johnny and Sally advisor buys you a glass of wine or takes you out to a nice restaurant or do all these things, is that really fulfilling what you actually need to take care of your wealth? You know, one of the things that I've learned as we've been in the Palm Beach area is I have learned, interacted, rubbed shoulders, and connected with families of significant wealth, billions, millions, hundreds of millions of dollars. Now, what's the benefit of that? The benefit of that is over the years, I've learned strategies that I didn't know growing up from small town Pennsylvania. That doesn't mean I'm better than I was before. It just means I've been aware of things that I wasn't aware of before. And so therefore I've learned ideas and strategies that I wasn't aware of, which has given us the ability to then transition, translate and communicate those ideas and opportunities to the families we're serving. And I'm telling you, as you're listening to this, in the middle of North Carolina or wherever you're at, if you are not completely content with your situation, it's on you. We've seen a lot of strategy and a lot of things that can improve. And Thomas, what do they need to do if they want to just learn more? Simply text keyword WEALTH to 600-700. That's WEALTH to 600-700. And as we mentioned earlier, the 600-700 is the number you are texting keyword WEALTH to. Yeah, love it. Hey, listen, it's all about education. And, and the more you learn, the more you know. And I believe that with the right education, you can make better decisions. Listen, thanks for tuning in to the Invest Well Show. We appreciate you dialing in. We'll catch you next week. Have a good one. Be blessed. And until next time, it is my desire, as always, to help you live on purpose so you can live with purpose. The information shared in the InvestWell Show is not investment advisory advice, and it may not be reflective of your personal situation or the needs that you have. If you have questions relating to your specific situation, please reach out to an investment advisor, tax attorney, tax coach, or CPA directly to help you with your personal situation. Any additional questions you have, please reach out to a professional to get the guidance needed.